You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. Good evening, Pcasters. You're hearing the dulcet tone of my voice, and that means you're listening to the podcast that covers all things Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars related. The podcast is the official podcast of the Disinsider.com, a podcast that iTunes reviewer Ant-Man LOL says he would recommend to any Disney fan who wants all the Disney news in one place. That's us. My name is Chris, and we are coming to you live from the studios in La Casa de Grande Baba. And as always, I'm joined by a gaggle of gallant, gorgeous, generous, genial, and genuine gentlemen and lady, Brooke, the uh, Sean, and Andy. Together, we form a podcast that covers everything from A to the Hest. What's a gaggle? I wonder what's a gaggle. What's a gaggle, man? It's always a different letter. It's a gaggle. I'm going through the alphabet. A gaggle. My goodness. It's a group of geese. What is up, everybody? How's everybody doing today? We are we are back with the Dcast. I'm excited. Are. Things are going well. The Diz Insider scooping. Oh yeah. The Hollywood Reporter. Job Skyler. Entertainment Ooh. Weekly. Derek. They're scooping variety, and then they're claiming credit for the yep. scoops. My goodness, we'll talk more about yes, that soon. Yes, the Oscars indeed. were this weekend. Disney took. Disney had four four Oscars. If you count the Fox films, very excited about that. Um, we got more podcasts coming. Marvel Tribe is in, in full swing. The Insiders will be coming. Unfortunately, Scott had an emergency this weekend, and we weren't able to record. He wasn't able to watch the Oscars. You guys are starting. Uh, what's that podcast called? Uh, 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 Extra Magic. The Extra Hour. Magic Hour at Disney's Park Podcast. Extra Magic yes. Hour. And then we're we're in talks. <laughs> theme song right to there. To get two new ladies into the hosting realm here and starting um we're gonna start a fifth podcast because we're just crazy a star (laughs) wars one so we're just in talk we don't know when it's gonna happen so just and the disney side is blown up and i think life is good and i'm drinking coffee this is like i've been up since 4 a.m this is like (laughs) my fourth cup of coffee today and what's on the rundown today chris how you doing today man how you good the beard's looking good looking slick looking fresh and clean my man i think i i got out of the shower today nobody dope as me i'm just so fresh and so clean so fresh and so clean clean all right um i'll outcast through all this so we're gonna talk about the price increases Yes, I'm so excited. Every yeah. February, the Disney community gets together on Twitter, the Diz Twitter, <clears throat> and they sit there and whine, I'm never going back to Disneyland. They've priced me out. Such they don't let joke. poor people in anymore. And then two months later, they renew their passes. They're all back. That's true. Angry, it's like angry Kermit. We're not going back. Never. Uh, so we're going to balance it out with the value of Disney because obviously it's worth every penny. They just, Absolutely. In, in the last... There's no better value. In the last eight... Eight years. Eight years. They have opened up two new lands. Right. Just saying. Yep. Right. Two so, and one more coming. So mm-hmm. We'll talk about the Oscars, of okay. course, uh, since Disney, I mean, Disney Studios hit pretty big. Four wins. That's good. That's better than three. Uh, then we'll talk a little <laughs> bit about what's happening at the parks, what's happening with Disney Plus. Yes, sir. And then mm-hmm. we'll just make a nice little smooth transition uh, into Extra Magic Hour. Extra Magic Hour will be coming up on Thursday. So the, the Friday. 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 We're recording it tonight. Day. We'll record it tonight. Uh, we'll come Friday. Hey, Valentine's you know, speaking of Valentine's Day, I made something for you all. Date oh. night at Disneyland. Late night is date night. It's, it's actually tonight. It, tonight and tomorrow night. Actually, they're having a after park after hours. Why event. do you think I did that? I was listening to that on vinyl the other day. Oh, date right. night at Disneyland. He was rocking it. Late night is give me your night. coffee. Give me your coffee. Oh, no, we, got, we have presents. <laughs> yes, you Andy. I, I made you all Valentines. Ooh. Oh, they're Marvel Valentines. Ooh, Marvel. Thank you. And on the inside, you have tattoos, so you can add to your tattoo collection. Ooh. Oh, nice. All right, <laughs> Sean. Oh, and I got one for Chris. The, oh, all right. There you go, buddy. Two. Thank you. Most powerful friend. It's got Thanos on. It's so Sean. cute. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Nice. I got four. So, uh, how's everybody on Instagram land? If you don't know, we oh, stream awesome. every time we record. We go ahead and just stream it on Instagram, completely unedited. If you want to just, you know, put in your, your, um, rocket. uh, what you call it, the, uh, um, the, the, your input during the show. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, yes. So, yeah, we always love one big thing you, on, on the front end, you <laughs> did something, Chris, that was amazing. You, you talked about a review <coughs> Sorry. and, um, and 
it, it was so it, it was such an amazing review that that Sean just got choked up thinking about it. He did. That's it. Um, he did. So what do people need to do? Because I hear that reviews are important for podcasts. What do the people need to do, Chris? Uh, if you go to iTunes, if you have an iTunes account, and you list how you feel about the show, give us a rating, one star to five, uh, one being bad. No, they can give us one rating, five stars. Five, five, <laughs> five being really good. Uh, we we are t- we're in the mid nineties, I believe, or we're at ninety one right there you now. Go. Yes, we just had a new one post today. Right, which was Sorry. which is awesome. So, Man, LOL. Thank you. Yeah, Man, LOL. Oh, this was someone up. Oh wait, no, 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 you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Everybody's right. So, um, I do want to make a correction. I said mm. it was Nerds I Trust who made the comment. No, that was the title. His title was Nerds I Trust from last week. His name was actually Making Money Twenty Two. Hey, so, oh, yeah, there you go. Thank you, rain. thank you, Making Money Twenty Two. And so we we uh, we appreciate any and, and all input. Yeah. But this is. The way that iTunes does it is they look for the stars in reviews, how many starred reviews you have. So Podcasts of stars. Yeah. And what Are you shining that, just for me? Sorry. <laughs> well, what does that do? If you have uh, more people leaving reviews, more people commenting things on the podcast, how does that help us? The cream of the crop rises to the top. Hey. Wow. Wow. Disney podcast. Stop, 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 stop to the top. And the thing is, okay, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm going to be, be blunt here. There are a lot of Disney podcasts that have been going for a while or that were very popular that have just shuttered in the last six months, Yeah, which is sad. We've been going strong for a long time. We, we did shutter for about <clears throat> six months, and we were like, no, I will not let this stand, and we kept going. And I'm <laughs> super excited. Yeah, you've been doing this for seven years seven now. Seven years. We started in March of 2013. Wow. wow. So. Um, we did take a little break and then I got with Sean and Chris. We started back up this last, last January. Yep. And, uh, it wasn't, it, it wasn't even six months. It was more like four months, five months. Brought on David. Yep. Brought on David and Brooke and two more. And we're up to one show, two show, three shows. We're going to be up to five shows here. It became the official podcast of the Disinsider.com. So leave the reviews. You can also help us out by, um, you know, listening and sharing because when you listen guess what we have sponsor called you know sponsors right um and like right now during the this recording spotify is one of our sponsors right thank you spotify we love you spotify who doesn't like spotify though for real i know right heathens i've been listening to a few other podcasts now i want to say podify um (laughs) new show idea podify podify But I've been Sixth listening show. to a lot of other podcasts as well, and Spotify is always the go-to. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Though so 85% of our listeners listen on Apple Podcasts. Yes. Wow. Please leave us a review there. Yes. Yeah. Leave us a review. It is, it's huge. Anyways, I'm interrupting you, Chris. I'm just – I'm so full of coffee and goodness. No, it, it's good. <laughs> I, I, I actually enjoy caffeinated Andy. It's my second favorite Andy. Uh, so, <laughs> What's your first favorite Andy? <laughs> just regular Andy. I like regular Andy. Oh, so I shouldn't come caffeinated anymore? No, no. Please come caffeinated. Please, please, please. Matter of fact, set up an IV bag and we can just put it right into your, you know, just inject it. Man, this cold brew, the nitro cold brew is Starbucks. <laughs> See, I'm a weirdo because like when I go over to the Starbucks over by your house over here, I look over. It feels like I'm in California because all that new building stuff, right. the California developers are coming there. But then I also like the local stuff. So I don't know. I'm weird. Like people in Southern Oregon, they're like, oh, I don't go. I go to Noble or I go to Good Bean. And then all the Californians go to Starbucks. But I like Starbucks too. Sorry. Anyways. Yeah. Coffee up. talk on the decast. Well, hey everybody, coffee it's coffee talk. <laughs> I'll give you a topic. Coffee talk. We're gonna talk about the Oscars. Oh. Discussed amongst us. I don't know what that we're talking about next. Oh, no. but that is our next. We're gonna talk subject. about the price increase. Oh yeah. Let's so, just get it out of the way. Let's go ahead and just talk about it. So the Disney people, they they're terrible. <laughs> they just want to gouge you for all your money. Okay. You no, know, it's here. Just, here's my thing with the price increase. Like Andy said, it. Tends to happen around this time every, every year. year. Get used to it, people. It, it's not fun. I'll I'll give it that. I certainly don't have enough money to to go and buy a pass. But if you're going to complain about it, you definitely don't have to spend your money on that. Right. Um, a lot of people, I feel, act like Disney is something you have to do. And Disney is a place you have to go to. And as much as I love it, as much as I love having it in my life, you don't have to spend your luxury. money there. Yeah, it, it is, is a luxury, luxury that and, a lot of people don't have. And I get, you know, people. You know, I, when I was a kid, I used to. You know, I remember when I was. I was telling. I was telling you guys in 2012. I bought my first annual pass. Right. I yeah. bought two deluxe annual passes, which was the second tier up at the time. 
and it costs us for two seven ninety eight for two. That's awesome. We Ooh. bought them at Safeway. They sold them at Safeway <laughs> in California. That's where we purchased them because we wanted the rewards points. Right. Yep. Um, this, in, this before we started doing payments. Um, so yeah, now it costs that much for one deluxe pass. You, you want to hear parking, the prices? It's another thirty dollars. Why don't we go ahead and discuss the the, the 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 pricing, and then Chris will tell us why it's worth the money. Well, I have something to say about it after. Oh, because I think it's really worth it. But I'll explain okay. that. Um, the select pass is went from three ninety nine to a whopping four nineteen, so a whole twenty dollar increase. Yes. Um, the flex pass, which is the new pass that was introduced last year, which is the one where you can go on Monday through Thursday anytime. Mm-hmm. Then you have to basically reserve your um, Friday reserve Saturday. Spots, yeah. um, I know people here in Southern Oregon who do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that one went from five nine nine to six forty nine. If you're an organized person, I feel like that one oh, works. Yeah. Yeah. I only go during the week, so that'd be great. I only usually, always, when yeah. I go down, I usually try to go Monday through Thursday. I always try to go so. Monday through Thursday when I go down. The deluxe, which you were talking about, from seven ninety nine to eight twenty nine. The uh signature, eleven forty nine to eleven ninety nine. Signature plus went from thirty nine thirteen ninety nine to fourteen forty nine. And the premiere, which will get you in both parks here and everything in Florida, Florida. as well, is uh $2,099 to $2,199. So that's the biggest increase. Um, last year at this time, they were all about 25% increase. Yeah, it was pretty big. This year yeah. is 4 to 13%. Now, what, what is the 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 day pass? Um, those did go up a lot. Those so, did go up a lot. And they have like a tier structure now. And I, I think the most expensive tiered day is $205 for a park yeah. for a one-day yeah. park hopper pass now. It's, it, and it's based completely on... What t- um, time of year it is. What time of year it is and what the expected uh, capacity crowds are going to be for that. That day. one's not the best. I don't feel really good about that one because that's not fair to people that don't know when that when to go, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's the there's some the people who do know are going to be the people who would buy the annual right. passes. And the right. thing the thing is you can avoid that by getting going to your, you know, Smiths, Kroger's, Ralphs, wherever you get, you know, gift cards and you can buy a 3-day pass. Mm-hmm. That's a locked-in price no matter when you right. go. They'll get you in any day. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what we, 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 we don't have the annual passes we get the um the Hopper Passes at Fred Meyer here mm-hmm. in Oregon, the B. Ralph's down in Southern California. We buy them there, and we get you know, the gas reward points, but then that's locked in. And if we want to stay a fourth day, guess what? They let you upgrade for a fourth day, yeah. you know, and it still works. Right. You can even mm-hmm. take that purchase, and we've done this before too, and put it towards an annual pass. So, yep. yep. So what a lot of people also don't know is – I know the Howard Johnson Anaheim Hotel, which is on a harbor, and I'm assuming all of the other good neighbor hotels for Disneyland have the old ticket prices for uh, not annual passes, but for day passes. Yeah, they're going to sell for those the out. Next, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, uh, for at least the next seven days. At the time they announced yeah. it, it was 10. So. Right. But if you go up to the box office at Disney, that's, that those prices take effect immediately. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, it's It's... It's oh, and the max pass went from fifteen to twenty dollars. Yeah, no, it was ten dollars. So that was a hundred percent increase. No, it was max fifteen $10. last year. They went from ten, went, went up to fifteen last it year. It started at ten. It was it was fifteen. Okay. It was fifteen. I'm we sorry, I still remember it went, at ten. because yeah. <laughs> it started at ten and went to fifteen. Now it's at twenty. I and yes, they're raising their prices. One Disney is they they are responsible to their shareholders. I hate saying stuff like that. They are responsible to their shareholders. Mm-hmm. Um, they are a company. They need to make money. They're lose. They're they're hemorrhaging right now mm-hmm. in China. Oh yeah, they're hemorrhaging oh, yeah. money, and that that is what it is. There's nothing that's not Disney's fault. There's nothing they can do about that. Mm-hmm. But so for only raising it between it was fourteen and yeah, it's four to four to fourteen percent. Four to fourteen percent. It's it, it is what that's it true. is. It's not. It, that's life. You know, and this that's, is this is very much first world problems. Like the fact that we can even go yeah. to Disneyland. You know, I remember being in a, in a different country and telling people I was working with, you know, oh, I, I get to go to Disneyland whenever I want. I have this pass. They're like, I don't think I'll ever be able to go. Like, right. we, we live such privileged lives in this country that we yeah. have the option to even go once in our lives. It's absolutely amazing. So I'm glad that you, you brought that up, too. Uh, another thing I had been really thinking about was the the same people who complain about the price hike and then buy the passes are typically the same people who talk about, I wish it was uncrowded like back in the day and i think well how how do you do that unless it comes at like a whoever gets here at five in the morning uh it it comes down to a price hike no absolutely yeah it's it is what it is supply and demand supply and demand i uh yesterday i messaged you guys we were talking about that and i saw someone post on instagram the fact that 
I know we talked about Hamilton last week, and but uh, oh, I'm so sad but, uh, I missed that uh, one. The, the fact that any of these passes here, the the most expensive pass on here is twenty two hundred dollars. Now, if and you, that gets into all the parks of Walt Disney World, yeah, and, and, and all everything, the parks in Disneyland and, and, gets you parking and, get, yep. and includes Max Pass. Yeah, it's, it's everything. But if you want to go see Hamilton at the Pantages Theater in the middle of March in the mezzanine area for I don't know how long is the show. Uh, I'm gonna say close to three hours. Eighteen hundred dollars. Oh yeah. Totally. Yeah. If you want to sit in the orchestra pit, you're paying five thousand dollars. Yeah. So, I and that's can't, one thing. I can't wait to see it in the theater in November, whenever it is. Mister Mister Cheesy Pop had a great. You see his video? I haven't Maxwell seen it. Yet, Lick, no. He broke it down. He's like, if I, I go, he's like, I go to Dodgers games. I go visit my family in New York. I go to the Yankees yeah. games. I go to Angels games. I'm gonna go to a few less games. Yeah. It's like th- those games cost, you know. For good tickets, several hundred sure. dollars. And he has, I think he has the premiere pass because he, he, he goes he, to Florida. He, goes, like, he yeah. has the premiere pass. Yeah. He goes to several, he probably goes to see Taylor Swift once or twice a yeah. year. That's lucky. He gets good seats <laughs> right. too. For what you get at Disneyland, which you're going to explain to us here in a minute, it's worth it. What am I going to explain? Oh, I thought you were going to like break it down for us. No, I mean, no, we can we can defend because I'll, I'll defend all day long. I, I, I had, we had this yeah. discussion last year when we were in yep. the, the comic book store. That's we true. talked about the same thing. It's just, it, it drives me crazy. You know, I went to a Garth Brooks concert and paid 80, 85 to $90 for, exactly. for a two-hour concert. Yeah. This, this is – Everything's getting a little bit more expensive. Yeah, it's life. And it's not like the park has remained stationary. Oh, exactly. While increasing their prices. adding more and more to They've it. added more and more value right. to the and park. The show, I mean, just look at the, the live Frozen show. That is a broad right. – hour-long Broadway-caliber show mm-hmm. that runs three to four times yep. a day. You have a whole new 14-acre property in Disneyland. Mm-hmm. You have a whole new prop- land coming in California Adventure and Marvel Land, yeah. Mar- Avengers mm-hmm. Campus. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to be adding more to that. Like I said, last year, you you kind of expected a bigger increase because of Galaxy's Edge opening yeah. last year. But I think they were smart not open, not, not doing a lot. They're like, okay, it's a little minimal increase. So yeah. I Good on them. I mean, everyone's here to make money. I'm saying the business I'm in, I sell. So yeah, everyone's here to make money. So right. it's, I, I understand it. So and and honestly, they they know, no matter what the price is, you can't put a price on your kid's happiness. Yeah, and 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 or even an adult's happiness. Yeah. Oh, I agree. <laughs> and they so, know that. And, and and they're quite they're, they're quite really good at knowing that. Quite aware of it, but I mean that those kind those kind of stuff, that kind of stuff, it it is priceless. The, oh. the things. Yeah. I I have memories from being a child and and going to Disney. Oh, yep. And I'll, I'll always have them. I'll have memories of, you know, spilling a huge stein all over a table in Germany yep. and, and Epcot. <laughs> and I have I have good memories and bad memories. And I get locked into one of the arcades on camp on like on once, and oh, they just a- left me in there playing a video game. And all of a sudden, I look around. I'm like, huh. We're going to Disneyland <laughs> in 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 about forty days. And my grandson so says. Jealous. I want a, I want a robot. Looks up at me. He's six years old. He gets whatever he wants. So right. I would gladly pay the hundred bucks to get him a the robot. But no questions. So yeah, yeah, that's. I agree with you. It's the whole. I just want to drink yeah. at the cantina. I that's just happening. Wasn't, that's I happening. wasn't willing to wait. Haven't done that. I'm not willing to wait an hour. We got not, reservations. Uh, I'm, yeah, it's gonna be great. Well, you know, reservations and, and drinks like that they all cost money. And yep. and speaking well, of money, the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, oh, hold yourself. He just stepped all over. By <laughs> the thing <laughs> is, if you know what you're doing and you know how to plan it, you actually won't spend that that much money. You're and exactly right. to segue into that, and now a word from our sponsor. And we're back. <laughs> wow. That yeah, was amazing. Was so good. I always wonder what the people on our live stream think when we do that pause for the commercial break. <laughs> two seconds. They're like listening. We don't hear anything. Well, that's what's for you going all. on. I don't get it. You don't get to hear it live. So you have to listen actually on Anchor FM as well. So Anchor.fm or Spotify or iTunes or Stitcher Radio or nine other places. To right. Listen. The Oscars. Oscars. Yeah. They happened. Yep. They did. We had winners and we had losers. Lots of losers, a few winners. Lots of losers, a few winners. Who liked Eminem? I thought that was great. I'm, so I liked it. It was just out was, of the blue. Like, it was long overdue. Yeah, it, was, it was great. And the thing is, he, I thought that people were joking about that because I came in right at uh, Rebel Wilson and James Corden. Right, yeah. and James Corden. I tuned in right then and his Bustafer Jones. I thought his Bustafer Jones with the top hat looked better than in the movie, but. And they gave away funny. the Oscar. For special effects, of course, of course they did. Their whole line about if anyone knows about visual effects, it's the people yeah. that worked on. It. But yes. I had no clue that Eminem was on it. I 
heard stuff and I thought it was a meme, like they were joking about no, it. Just randomly out of the blue, but well, it was in, in so two, good. In 2003, he won an Oscar. Yeah. The Oscar for yep. um, that song. The, the song for 8 Mile. He just didn't show. It wasn't yeah. that they didn't invite him. He just didn't show. He was – he. I, Read an interview. He's like, I was just with my daughter. She had school the next day. Yeah, okay. He was, you know, in Michigan, and yeah, and he just didn't go. And so they did this whole montage about how music and music and movies inspires and drives film. And they did all these very recognizable songs. When you think of that song, oh you, yeah, you think of the film. And then they did eight the song from Eight Mile. And then you see it, and all of a sudden, you know, that part where he's walking into the rap battle, and all of a sudden, you see the stage come up, and he's walking out on stage. That's pretty like, cool. Oh man. You know, yeah. Eminem's out. He's like almost fifty years old. Yeah. That's insane to me. And it and it coincided with uh, really he released an album kind of out of the blue. Yeah, um, dropped it out of, out of really yeah. out of nowhere. So I mean, that was the best part of that was the audience's reaction, seeing everyone just they everyone along. to see these people that are you think are stuffy. They're just you know whatever. Then they're just and they know every word. And they all just know the words. <laughs> like, like, wow, this is great. Yeah. So yeah, very cool. So tell me, tell me about who won the Oscars. Okay, so we had a lot of winners on the list. So I'm just gonna kind of go through them. We were gonna do this on what was that Monday show? The Insiders, but unfortunately, Skyler was not able to uh, watch the show. So we said no. we'll do it this week. So we're gonna go ahead and start with writing original screenplay. This is an original screenplay. That's exactly what it is. What, what, what's, what's going on? Uh, there's a delay, so I'm watching oh, myself okay. point for you to. That's funny. <laughs> Um, this is the screenplay is what they this is a script and this is an original one uh, no source material we had of course Knives Out Marriage Story 1917 Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Parasite I thought Once Upon a Time in Hollywood would get this this is the Quentin Tarantino award but guess what Bong Joon Ho my man yeah. from South Korea Parasite that boy cleaned took up. the award <laughs> sure did. good for he him four Oscars my yeah. man oh. and and his. Uh, his speeches were really good. Oh, yeah. I was even through a translator. Like it was amazing. Yeah. Very blown away with his speeches yeah, his, and how he talked. Has anyone seen Parasite? No. You, no. you said you have on right? my, so. it's on my list. Yeah. I've heard it was on, nothing but good things. It was on Netflix. It's not now. It is at our movie theater right now. Okay. Oh. We, can go, we can watch it. It was at I saw it on the big screen in Ashland. It was at the Art House Theater there, um, the varsity for about a month. And now that it's one, our Cinemark here is playing it. So uh, next is uh, writing uh, adapted screenplay. That is a screenplay that has been written from some sort of source material. Uh, the Joker, that's adapted screenplay because it's from the comic book source material. Jojo Rabbit, Taika Waititi. Uh, the Irishman, the most boring movie in the world. Um, <laughs> Did little, not win a lot. I don't think it won anything. It didn't win anything. Nothing. Good. Scorsese shut <laughs> out. And um, As it should Little be. Women and the Two Popes. And, of course... Our man Taika Waititi right. won yeah. best adapted He's screenplay. Funny. I thought of you when when he won because I, I know how much you. I like love his work. him and I'm I'm happy that he won. That it wasn't was my he pick. Hitler? He played Hitler. Okay, I thought, I thought. there's an interview on Ellen about that now. Yeah. I I actually had uh, Greta Gerwig, who is my favorite director right now. Taika Waititi's number two. Wes Anderson's number three. Um, I actually thought Little Women screenplay was as far as an adaptation goes was much better. I thought I had Little Women picked to win. A little sad that Greta Gerwig walked away empty-handed um, this evening. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't. I would have been mad if Joker or Two Hopes, the Irishman, won. I wasn't mm-hmm. mad about Taika Waititi. He deserves it. Yeah. He's one of the hardest working guys, and he's just funny, and he's a great actor, and great director, and great writer, and he's just a triple threat, you know. So, next up, I'm just going. Have you have any of you guys seen Jojo Rabbit? No, it's I still want to see that list. one. But right now on Amazon Prime, it's like. Fourteen dollars to view and twenty dollars to buy. Do it. And <laughs> all right, visual effects. The, we have Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker, nineteen seventeen, Avengers: Endgame, The Irishman, and The Lion King. A lot of Disney up in here. Disney was shut out of this category, and it was nineteen seventeen, the World War One flick. Really good visual effects were amazing, and um, it, it's the whole thing was filmed like it was one shot. So yeah, good win there. Next up, we have sound mixing, uh, not to be mistaken with sound editing. Um, Ad Astra, Ford v. Ferrari, Joker, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in 1917. 1917 won again. Anyone well, see 1917? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I want to know, what's the difference between sound mixing and sound editing? <clears throat> okay, so editing is, mixing is how you mix, pretty much what it is, how you mix the sounds together, how you make a mesh, how you use sound as a character. Okay. Where editing is more of how you put it together. 
together, if that makes sense. It makes total sense. And it's, it's and they've, they've talked about combining those two categories for years, and they still may. Because um, a different film won for sound editing. It was Ford v. Ferrari, a Disney film, which was amazing, amazing because if you – I actually think it should have been reversed. I think Ford v. Ferrari should have won for sound mixing um, myself. But um, they won for sound editing. And um, same, same, uh, much of this, yeah, the same, uh, no, not all the same, but many of the same nominees there. Short film, live action, um, Brotherhood, which was good, Saria, which was really good, that's why one win didn't win. Uh, a sister, Nefta Football Club, and The Neighbor's Widow. Neighbor's Widow won, that is, I was not happy with that, but still, short film. I didn't see any of those. Okay, when they have these events, when there's events in your local theaters to screen these films, people go and see them. Go, go, do it, support small filmmakers. Good do it. Do it now. Okay, so short animated. <gasps> yes. Kit Bull, that was from uh, Pixar. Uh, we had Sister. We had uh, <clears throat> Daughter. Uh, we had memorabilia, Memorable and Hair Love and Hair Love from DreamWorks 1. That was a right. really Fully, well done. So done, so relevant. I'm very happy. Yeah, and um, that one's all over, has been all over Facebook and YouTube. For yeah, those of yeah. you who have not seen it yet, please yeah. watch it. <clears throat> Production design. Big snub here. Uh, Little Women was not even nominated. Should have been. Hear me, Oscar voters. Okay, so <laughs> 1917, Jojo Rabbit, Irishman, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood won. Um, I actually think uh, that was the least it should have won. Right. Uh, Little Women should have been nominated and won. And then as far as, you know, production design, Jojo Rabbit was better. Parasite was better. Irishman was better. 1917, we're all better. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, musical, original song. Music, original song. I'm ticked about this one. Ooh. But, you know, it, I I was a little upset about this one, too. But the person who won, they're he got the a person console- who won. No, no. no. Uh, uh, okay. <clears throat> I'm I'm standing with you uh, from the movie breakthrough. Had uh, what's her name from um, This Is Us? This Is Us. Yeah. Yes, Kate from This Is Us. Stand up from Harriet. Amazing song. Amazing song. I can't let you throw your life away from Toy Story Four and Into the Unknown from Frozen Two. And then also, I'm gonna love me again from Rocket Man. Elton John. It won. Yeah. It was the worst song there. It mm-hmm. it, it was a. Lower middle tier Elton John song. Yeah. yeah, I didn't like that song, but I mean, I understand the the no. bias and the politics no. that go into. Oh, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, he <laughs> got politics. He got a consolation Oscar. I know <clears throat> he did. And for me, I really would have wanted Into the Unknown to win, even though in the context of the story, it wasn't as big of a climactic point as I would have wanted. I felt like it was a very nice mix of orchestral and contemporary yeah. pop music but the performance at the oscars of that was really really good of into the unknown with all the oh yeah it was with, amazing yeah i thought it was probably the best performance I thought you were gonna see elton john elton no, john looked no. like a co-hum elton john i got the i got the goosebumps with that one and then when the girl from this is us i didn't even know that song i'm like oh my gosh she's yeah, just a really yeah. good singer and, I, and you know goosebumps she's, from both of the shoes she's really really good, really good. And the unknown should have won not just because we're a disney podcast because i think <laughs> it was a Good song. Yeah. No, of those five, I think yeah, it all was the Elsas was that was it was really really wow. good. I've, yeah. I've got this one yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. So and the lady in the back just oh uh, I can't sing. <laughs> so oh and well yeah that that was what they did there was amazing. So yeah, that's yeah. just patting Elton John on the head basically. Yeah, he had his piano. Anyways, so uh, best original score, uh, Marriage Story by Randy Newman, Little Women. Um, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, of course, John Williams, 1917, Thomas Newman, and Joker. I cannot say her name. Hilder Gund. I can't say her name. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what um, I wanted. But she won yeah. an amazing score for Joker. <clears throat> uh, female composer won. I think there's only been three other female composers who have won in this category before. So amazing. The score for Joker is epic. Love just it really to was really good. Uh, yeah, my only John Williams has enough Oscars. That's fine. Can... Yeah, I feel like he has enough Oscars, so it's okay if he didn't win. But I do want to take the time to recognize that in the composition of Star Wars, the music is basically another character. Oh, absolutely, in, oh, for sure. Yeah, in the agreed. Films. Okay. Yeah. Uh, makeup and hairstyling. We had Judy Joker, nineteen seventeen, Maleficent, a Disney film. And Bombshell, Bombshell won. What they were able to do is transform those actresses into the people they were playing with zapping mm-hmm. them. Should have won. Um, absolutely. Joker, I mean, I love what they did with the makeup there, but it's Joker makeup. It's yeah, kind of makeup. Yeah. Um, Maleficent was great, but a lot of it was CGI. Mm-hmm. Judy, and that, Judy, I, thought, I actually thought Judy might win. 
because what they did to Renee Zellweger to transform her into Judy Garland was That was an amazing performance. Oh, so much so that she was recognized later. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. International feature film. These are – used to be – this is the first year this film – this category is called international feature film before it was foreign language category. Uh, it was Corpus Christi from Poland. It was actually really good. Honeyland from North Macedonia, also really good. Les Miserables um, from France. Differently uh, Miserables. Pain and Glory. Yeah, it's, it's, it's loosely – yeah, anyways. Um, <laughs> no music in that one. Uh, Pain and Glory from Spain that starred Antonio Banderas and he was actually nominated for Best Actor for that and Parasite from South Korea all excellent films I've seen them all of course Parasite won that film and it's because they won this film I didn't think they were going to win something else later I thought that because last year Roma was nominated for Best Roma was an amazing film Spanish language film filmed in black and white won at that time was the foreign language category and it was nominated for Best Picture I believe it was the Best Picture last year Mm -hmm. and didn't get it so that's why I yeah, so look for that. Uh, next up, film editing. Pretty self-explanatory. Edit, how you use editing to tell the story. Editing. You don't notice editing editing until someone does it wrong. Right. Right. That's oh, man. true. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, you had Ford v. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Parasite, Joker. Ford v. Ferrari, and I actually completely agree with that. What they did there with the, the editing and the sound, just, yeah. So they, they won both of the Oscars for editing, sound and film editing. Uh, documentary sort subject. Oh, love all these films. There was a snub here, though. Actually, I love four of the five of these. Um, Fire in Paradise was put on the shortlist. Should have. It was revolutionary. It should have been nominated. Maybe not one, but it should have been nominated. And I'm not saying that because I'm friends with the producer. Um, it should have <laughs> been nominated, and it wasn't. But you had In the Absence, which uh, was about the South Korean uh, ferry uh, disaster um, a few years back. Uh, St. Louis Superman, about a young man who uh, went to states, the state congress in Missouri um, from uh, St. Louis. Amazing story. Walk, run, cha-cha. I get what they were trying to do there. I don't think it should have been nominated. I don't think it was that good. <laughs> it wasn't. Life Overtakes Me. This is an amazing short film about refugee children in Sweden who, once they found out that their their asylum has been denied, they begin to close into themselves, mm-hmm. and they just basically go into a coma, but it's not a coma, and they're unresponsive. Oh, my goodness. And they basically just – it's called um, resignation syndrome, where they just resign that their life's horrible. They've, they've gone through some sort of trauma in the country they came from. They start they start having a good life in Sweden, and it also happens in Australia. And then the government of Sweden says, oh, no, you don't qualify for asylum, and the kids hear this because usually by that time the kids can – a lot, of, a lot of these kids, they were in the court when they were told, and they understood it before their parents did because they began to learn Swedish, and their parents are still speaking through a translator. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And they begin to their, their body just begin to shut down. Oh it's, my gosh! Oh, it's it was heartbreaking. I, I definitely need to keep my wife away from that movie. Uh, it's on Netflix. Check that out. Um, all these, all these can be viewed somewhere. Um, and then learning to skateboard in a war zone. If you're a girl, one, it was amazing. Loved it. I knew what that one. What a great would win. title! It, <laughs> it's about um, called Skatistan. It's about uh, a skating school in Kabul, Afghanistan. Wow. It's so good. So I would encourage you all, check those out on Netflix or just search them. They're all streamable somewhere. Sorry, I bore you with the really boring subjects. <laughs> I'm a geek. No, I think that's important. We, we love to geek out here. Uh, documentary feature film. We have Edge of Democracy, which was pretty good. We have The Cave, which was pretty good. Honeyland was really good. For Sama, I think should have won, but because of politics... We had the the film that was produced by Barack Obama, or his company wasn't produced by him, um, called American Factory about a Chinese factory, a Chinese company buying an American factory and repurposing it. It won. It was a good documentary. I thought Forsama was better. That's just me. All those can be viewed on Netflix or Amazon Prime. So check those out. Directing. Now we're getting to the key categories. There I'm boring you all like crazy. Y'all are like, hurry up, Andy. <laughs> Let's go. Just the insiders inside oh, of the decast, right? But before all of that happened, too, they had the the medley of original scores that year, which was led by a female conductor. First time. I first time that's ever happened, and I, for the life of me, can't pronounce her name, but she seemed like a very lovely person. <clears throat> I loved her gold uh, top that she picked out. <clears throat> loved that it looked like a. Uh, marching band drum major and I wanted to point out I for one thought she was a very good conductor because of her 
Igtus was really tight. I loved the way that she felt the music and her facial expression was so oh, yeah. vivid. They had the camera right on her too. Yeah. And Andy, you're a musician, so you know how, mm-hmm. how important that is. I don't know. Do either one of you, you did musical theater. You play. So we all know yeah. how important it is to communicate. And, and what was cool is then a female conductor won, yeah. a composer won, which was epic. So it was, it was a good moment. Totally. Was really so just shout out to her. She yes. was awesome. Now, directing, um, they did a wonderful joke, uh, Steve Martin and uh, Chris Rock, at the beginning of the Oscars, about something that was missing from this category, <laughs> which I cannot repeat right. uh, on this show. But essentially, it was ladies, because Greta Gerwig should not only have been on this list, she should have been a front runner. Um, I, I was just talking uh, to Sean about this before yeah. everybody got there. I, I said there were... I didn't think there were a lot of snubs, but I think the biggest one. Greta Gerwig. Yeah. I agreed. A hundred percent. That was, in my mind, as much as I love Parasite, Little Women was the best directed film of the year, hands down. So anyways, in 1917, uh, Sam Mendes, Todd Phillips for Joker, uh, Scorsese for The Irishman, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and then Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. Parasite won. I love Bong Joon-ho. He's definitely my top ten directors right now. I think Gerwig did better. I think she directed a better. She the, the directing job in that film was better. Not that Parasite shouldn't have won. His best speech film. was great. Oh, I love. I really it. <laughs> directing his speech. speech was great. I'm going to drink till next morning. It was great. <laughs> loved it. It was. Oh, love his, that guy. His nod to Scorsese, and the following. Okay, so yeah, I was going to talk about that. Wow. I started to as, as as someone who's an aspiring filmmaker and a creative, the fact that he he said that quote about you know that which. That which is most personal is most creative. Yes. And he said that. He said, I, while I was going to film school, I always told myself that. And then I said, that quote is from Martin Scorsese. He looks over at Scorsese. He's like, yeah, you're the guy. You inspired me. And then he looks over at Quentin Tarantino and was like, thank you for always putting my films on your, your list. Because yeah. Quentin Tarantino always puts out a list of very obscure films. He is a fanatic about international movies. Yes. And, but that moment with Scorsese, as much as I, I haven't been a fan of Scorsese. Another goosebump. Boom. Yeah. Over the last year, just because of what he's doing, right? He is he is the master when it comes to directing. Yeah. He knows his stuff, and then just to be able to say it was almost a, a moment of the handing of the baton. Like you are the man who inspired me, and now I'm up here, you know, in the same category as you that you were just nominated in, you know, winning this award. And, and I'll say a little something about standing ovations. Sometimes they feel a little forced. It was yep. a very organic feeling, like almost. The, the ovation that was given after he said it was just so – it felt so real and yeah. just like – I don't know. I mean, he we don't know how much – how many more movies he's going to direct. Oh, he's yeah. got – he's got – yeah. I mean, so it was just – it was such a – it was a, such a good – gosh, I can't stop. <laughs> well, it's to quote another moment. sir, not Sir Elton John, but Sir Isaac Newton, if I have seen further, it is by standing on the shoulders of giants. Exactly. And that was – that embodied, so that was really yep. cool. Yep. Costume design, Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Little Women. Little Women was nominated and won, as they should have. Mm -hmm. Only Oscar for Little Women. I'm a little mad about that. I'm just saying. Um, (laughs) And if anyone has made period costumes before, those things are so hard to make. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So so. next up is the cinematography. Uh, That is the use of the camera. Um, Are you sure? Yes. Ask ask Will Ferrell if that's really what it is. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Irishman Joker, The Lighthouse, which cinematography there was actually quite impressive because it was filmed in black and white on film in a weird aspect ratio. So they had to light the set so much that the actors couldn't even see each other. Um, Pretty impressive there. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, 1917, Roger Deakins. Roger Deakins is, is, he's a god in cinematography. Well, then he won. It's the second win of an Oscar. He should have won. Because the way he, he filmed that to make it look like it was just one continuous shot. Um, anyone I've talked to who's a film geek like me and I've seen that film, the first thing they say about it, not the story, not the period piece or costumes or the, set, the, the production design or the acting, they talk about the cinematography. So well-deserved. Even the trailer, cinema, like, oh. even just like the trailers, like it, it stops you and sucks you in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And my, my wife was like, was that one take? I'm like, it sure looked like it. So uh, next up, all of our Disney fans out there, because this is a Disney podcast, uh, animated feature film, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, I Lost My Body, Klaus, Missing Link, which I actually thought would win from uh, Portland's Mm -hmm. Leica Studios. Uh, They won the Gold Globe. But then Toy Story 4 took it out. I love it. Um, I honestly thought 
they were going to snub Toy Story 4 because they've won. <clears throat> I think every Toy Story film has won the best animated feature <laughs> film. So, wow. But, yeah, there you go. I don't think any other movie franchise can say that. <laughs> nope. No? Uh, Do you think that, that, that award was given like to just say, hey, no, here, I mean, you, it would, here you go, Disney, here's well, one well, for you? No, I think... One, what they were able to do with that film, it's a film that they didn't need to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel forced, though. And right. they, they gave us closure we didn't know we needed, you know, with Woody and Buzz, you know, saying goodbye to each other, and they're both moving on. You had a film, the first film started with the two of them coming together. Mm-hmm. They were at odds, they became friends. Next two films where there's their journey and then leaving Andy. And then this film was like, oh, no, okay, the leave Andy, that era's over. The Andy era's over. But now... Woody and Buzz now have to say goodbye, right? Which you didn't know within the last five minutes. Yeah. And I remember when that that trellis came out, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, oh my gosh!" And I started tearing up. Like they're gonna say, "This is this is end of Buzz and Woody." So yeah, yeah. Because oh, when so they hard. say goodbye, you have to say goodbye. Well, too. guess yeah. guess what happened? Now on Disney Plus, they're doing Bo Peep in Woody shorts now. Thank goodness, Lamp Life was so good. It was good. I really <laughs> enjoyed that one. So, actress in a supporting role, we had Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell, Laura Dern, Feel the Dern for Marriage Story, Scarlett Johansson, Jojo Rabbit, Margot Robbie, Bombshell, Florence Pugh for Little Women. Uh, I wanted Laura Dern to win, and she won for Marriage Story. Um, yeah, amazing actress, and she doesn't get enough credit for all the supporting roles she does. She really does not. I like to see her more in starring roles, personally. That's just me. Actor in a supporting role, I thought Tom Hanks would win it for A Beautiful Day Neighborhood. He did not. Anthony Hopkins for The Two Popes, Al Pacino for The Irishman. We had Joe Pesci for The Irishman as well. And then you had Brad Pitt playing someone just like himself <laughs> uh, who won. And he actually did a really good job in this. He I, really did. I thought Tom Hanks would win it. Um, but he's done so. This is the first. This is top Brad Pitt's first Oscar for acting. He won one for Best Picture for 12 Years a Slave. He was a producer on that film. He also had a small role in that film as well. But yeah, um, it was, he did a really good job. He was he was the standout on that. He was, sure. and if you've seen it, if you've seen the movie, I'm not going to say anything. The last like 15 minutes, <laughs> my goodness, it's absolutely like it turns on a dime, and you're just like, and Brad Pitt is amazing. And no, last, that's not your name. It was stupider than that. <laughs> it's just like. Rex was it Rex? I need, to watch, I need to watch more movies. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I I love Tarantino. I love his his yeah. nods. So actress in a leading role, Harriet. Oh, the movie Harriet, Cynthia Erivo. We have Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. We have Saoirse Ronan for Little Women. We have Charlize Theron for Bombshell. And the winner is Renee Zellweger in Judy, which is a story about an actress coming back from not being around for a while, which was what Renee Zellweger <laughs> right. did. She encompasses this character. Good point. Though the script had issues, her, she was not the issue. She was the star and the bright light in that film. So if you haven't seen Judy with Renee Zellweger, I encourage you to go see it. Next up, Sean, actor in a leading role. Yeah. We're going to have to have a lot of movie nights where we catch up on these I movies know, right? that you, you have, have already seen. We're right now, Cinemark. You can see a lot of these films. I like um, four free movies right now. So I go. go. Gee, give them to me. All right. So Adam Driver from Marriage Story, LDC, Leonardo DiCaprio, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Antonio Banderas for Paint and Glory, Jonathan Price for The Two Popes, and the winner, are any of us surprised, <laughs> no. The Joker, Joaquin Phoenix. Um, that speech. Happy but saw it coming. Yeah. Happy, yeah. Um, he should, I mean, he, Joaquin Phoenix, first of all, should have won for Gladiator, best supporting. 100%. He should have won for, um, Walk the Line. For, oh, 100%. He should have won that. Mm-hmm. Um, he, what he, he is a method actor. Oh, yeah. Um, there was issues with, with him in production, but he's, I mean, he even said, I'm hard to work with. I'm a scoundrel. His speech was great for the most part. Um. I love the nod to his brother. The, not, the, the that end, was great. The River Phoenix quote. That was great. Yeah. Was, I was explaining to my, to Zach, I was saying, have you ever seen Stand By Me? That's. That's his. He's like, no way. So yeah, that's my own private Idaho. Uh, don't get me started. Okay, so <laughs> um, best picture, which is nine nominees, which I, they open the best picture to up up to ten, depending on voting. I wish they do the same for directing and other other uh, categories. So you had Ford v Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Parasite, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, nineteen seventeen, and Marriage Story. And the winner was Parasite. Parasite. Par- oh, I was I was gonna do a drum roll. Oh, it was Parasite. No, too late. It's Par- done. The moment's over. Parasite. So, um, parasite. a few things I'm going to say. A few things I'm going to say about this. And then I bored you all with this. Is um, not that we needed to go through them all, but I just wanted to because sure. I'm a nerd. 
Um, this Oscars telecast was the lowest rated in history. Only 23 million people, unfortunately. Oh, oh wow. People aren't going to the movies. A lot of these films were streaming stream, streaming already. Marriage Stories on Netflix. Um, Parasite was on Netflix for a time. Uh, gosh, Irishman, exclusively for Netflix. Well, Marriage Story, was that like the Irishman where it was made for Netflix? Yeah, it was made for Netflix. It got a, it got a theatrical release, you know, limited theatrical release. People just aren't going to the movies, yeah. and so they're gonna have to unless figure you're out. seeing Avengers. <laughs> yeah, go to the movies unless it's a, unless it's a <clears throat> Disney film, yeah, or Frozen Two, a Disney film. Right. Yeah, they're not going. So I just wanted to rub that in. How much did that make again? A lot. We're not talking about that. So yeah, the Oscars. <laughs> I I love I love movie making. I love the Oscars. I love the celebration of the art and the craft of it. Uh, unfortunately, the way the way the culture is right now, we're just people aren't that excited about it anymore. So yeah, that's, did you notice in the the memoriam part of the uh, the Oscars they they forgot a few people. They yeah. for, they forgot Luke Perry. He wasn't a movie actor though. Luke Perry was in. He was in. He was in the Hollywood movie. Yeah. Oh, he was in Once yeah. Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He had a very small role, but yes, I completely forgot. Um, Cameron. And Boyce. he was in eight seconds. Cameron Boyce. They forgot him. Oh yeah, from the Descendants. Uh, and then then they forgot uh, Tim Conway, who was yeah. older but Apple Dumpling Gang. Yeah, love that movie. Oh, and I saw yeah. that the next day. They always have people. They always forgot. They always people, forgot. So, or yeah. they Apple they have Dumpling reasons, Gang so. on Disney Plus yeah, right. now. So that was the Oscars. What do you guys think of the Oscars? Let us know. And Chris, what else we got? We got five minutes. Do we really? Five minutes. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, man. Let's talk about Rick Moranis, shall we? Let's just go to that. Yeah. Oh. Let's go, let's go right to Insider.com. Yeah. Derek and Skyler over there. Derek wrote the story, I believe. Um, the beginning of the month, yeah. Yeah. Yep, February 3rd was yep. the first online post about it. So if you don't know, Rick Moranis has been in retirement. His his wife passed, and so he mm-hmm. retired from acting to be a dad. Right. Yeah. He had plenty of money. You know, there was, um, you know, the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movies. There was, you know, Strange Brew. There and Ghostbusters. 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 Honey, I Shrunk the Kids for a time, for a long time, was the highest grossing live action Disney film ever made. Yeah. It grossed over $222 million. Yeah. Uh, he was a huge, huge act. My Blue Heaven. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was everywhere in probably the mid to eight late 80s and early, early 90s. Early 90s. Mm-hmm. He's and he walked away from all of it yep. because he had first. he had bigger priorities. Yep. yep. And he kind of it seemed like he was never going to come back. There was a story about five years ago about that. People were like, "Where is he?" And they did this whole expose on him. It wasn't like a bad expose, but they were just like, "Here's what happened." Sure. And yeah. Uh, yeah. and guess what? He's back. He's back. And what is he back doing? Honey, I Shrunk the Kids reboot on Disney Plus. Called Shrunk. Called yeah. And it's called Shrunk. It's called oh, Shrunk. It's called Shrunk. Okay. It's Josh Gad's gonna play one of his kids. And not cool. see what, what I'm gonna point out here is, is he the playing fact, Nikki? I believe so. Nice. I believe so. I um, Good for you. The Disney Insider broke this story, and then it broke today on the big trade magazines: yeah. Hollywood Reporter, Entertainment e. Weekly, e. Yeah. Um, Variety, and they're not citing. The Disney Insider is the one who broke the story. They're the first ones to put it out, and they're all saying exclusive. Like, no, yeah. the Disney Insider is legit. They have their sources, yeah, and they're they're legit. And when they do make mistakes, when we do make mistakes, we are we never defend them. We're like, we're sorry, we made a mistake. Skyler, there was one we had a few a few months ago, and, yeah. he, and he was very quick, to- very quickly. Nope, sorry, <clears throat> I pulled the trigger too soon. This is not not the case. And you know what? A lot of other websites, WDW has not blocked me on Twitter, um, and you know, um, <laughs> we got discovered um, they don't, and then they defend <laughs> they themselves. Said that last night, right. like I don't want to say that name. <laughs> well, I mean, and they, they 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 take rumors and they break them as stories, and then yeah. they're right fifty percent of the time. Like look, we're right. Like no, that rumor, these rumors can ruin careers if you get it wrong. And mm-hmm. so we're, oh, yeah. there's some there's a lot of journalistic integrity we have here on the show, and that the Disney Insider has with their writers. And I'm super excited to see Rick Moranis come back, and I'm super I excited for the, for the website. They, They've broken so many stories. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, the so, Diz Insider, your number one source for all things breaking Disney news. That's right. You don't want to. You go. You, you don't want to bet against Skylar. No, so, not no, at all. Don't. So if you know who Rick Moranis is and you celebrate him, Yay! let us know what your favorite Rick Moranis movie is. Uh, yeah, comment see more. Yeah, little little shop <laughs> of horrors. Is it little shop? Is it going to be? I've, I've been rewatching Little Shop recently, and I don't know if you've seen the behind the scenes for Little Shop of Horrors, uh, but. Not only was Jim Henson's uh, son one of the lead puppeteers for Audrey, specific, Audrey 2, specifically in Supper Time. I'm not saying that Ellen Green was a puppet at all. Uh, and, Audrey 2. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, but the girl with the full head of braces at the dentist's office is uh, Jim Henson's daughter. That's awesome. I never knew that. But yes, he's super cute in that movie. He's my favorite Seymour. I adore it. Yeah. I adore that movie. I adore everything about it. I was in a production of it. I love it. So that's going to do it for the uh, Oscar version of the decast. I'm so sorry I bored you all. No, 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 no. No, this wah, is wah. this was uh, it's a good that's thing. That's important and, news and I'm glad we went over it. Yeah, we're all things all things movie related, Disney, Pixar, Marvel and Star Wars and that's right. And they had some Disney and some Pixar. You know some, that back to the Oscars real quick. You know that one time. End, one time. Endgame was the only movie that was the highest grossing movie ever for that year and didn't win one oh, Academy wow. Award. I, I guess I didn't that, think about that. I saw that. I saw something today like when Titanic was the highest they grossing, were, they were like 11, you know. Well, Endgame sure, won nothing. I'm sure they're crying and they're billions of dollars. I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're fine with <laughs> it. Kevin Feige is just sitting on a pile of money. <laughs> right. right now. He's pretty upset. He's like, that's awful. Hand me a 20. Yep. You know, back in the day when I was driving down to uh, L.A. all the time to, to do my auditions, I would stay with a friend of mine from high school who lived right behind Bo- Hollywood Boulevard. And I was there one time while the Oscars were going on. And I always thought, oh, man, that'd be so cool to be there on the red carpet, walking that red carpet. It better be you someday, Andy. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. It'll probably be for, like, sound mixing. No. Hey, an Oscar's an Oscar. That's true. Uh, That's true. <laughs> It'll be for like documentary short or something. If I even get I mean, thousands of films every year. Thousands. I believe in yourself. I have faith in you. Faith, I want to win two so I can make him kiss like Bong Joon-ho did. <laughs> that was amazing. I'm like, I can't believe no one's ever thought to do this. I don't know if they still do this, but people who attend the Oscars like get fake Oscars as well as take-home gifts because I, I once stayed um, on my my aunt's houseboat in Portland and her neighbor happened to have all this weird stuff and she's like, oh yeah, I, I went to the Oscars and there was an Oscar there's, statue Yeah, right there's there. the gift bags they give everybody and then there's the gift bags they give the nominees. The gift bags they give the nominees have up to like $200,000 worth of products and you know services in it. That's crazy. Yeah. It's all, it's all, I mean, the Oscars don't pay for it. It's people like Come say all your sponsors. It's all and, sponsors. They want they yeah. want you to spend you know come and try our five thousand dollar tanning treatment. You know spray tan or whatever. So yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> so so that's gonna do it for us here. Uh, we do appreciate you listening. Make sure that you comment and subscribe if you like us and. And uh, support us every way you can because we support you. And make sure you listen to our other podcast called The Marvel Tribe and also The Extra Magic Hour. Extra Magic Hour, yes. It's coming real, real soon. But as always, thank you from all of us here at The The D-Cast. That was like the, the. They kind of threw us into it. I don't know. We were yeah, no, no, that was good. good. That was really good. We were like all of a sudden like four part harmony. And then, it's so hard. I knew. How did I know that you would do voice to men? To yesterday. It's funny because it's true. No, all right, totally. I am recording now, so we're gonna hold for oh. ten seconds. <clears throat> and hold. Good evening, decaster. Start over. Oh. That was just so surprising. Dude, you were so excited. I was so excited. I'm sorry. All right, hold, 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 hold.